0: Some call it the City of Splendors, Crown of the
1: North. But when you're a forest gnome, brand new to the big city. A halfling newshound that's pretty good with his fists.
2: A tiefling lounge singer with a sordid past. A half-elven noble with a penchant for danger.
1: Or a goblin turned detective
3: being good for the very first time. This metropolis becomes something else.
4: From the nobility of the North Ward to the Scupper Den in Skullport.
5: Every thread on the investigation mural is pointing to this spot. All
3: we have left are a few
1: final answers to a few final questions.
2: One more last call at our favorite tavern.
1: And if we're lucky, one last fight. So yeah,
0: some call it the City of Splendors. But to us, it's just water deep. Okay, so the sun rides high over the city of Waterdeep. And the Waterdeep Detective Agency finds themselves on the property of Odra Dyersbane. At the end of our last session, they found out that she would kill Mons Grucken's son. So everyone is sort of outside of the raptor stables Mons has kind of broken down in front of you. His, the, the dam has burst. Uh, his eyes are, are welling up with tears. Um, and he his, his body language is that of abject terror.
3: What was he going to follow up with when he said, she's going to kill me?
0: Oh, that's it. You don't understand. She's going to kill me. And then he he broke down. So he hasn't he hasn't said anything else beyond that. Then Max is going to look at him
3: and try, reach, and try to put his hand on Mon's Grucken son's shoulder, but Max is very short, and uh, he's going to say, who, who is trying to kill you, or who is going to kill you, what, come on, man, give us some, give us some details here.
0: Max, roll a persuasion check for me, but um, do it with advantage. All right. All oh, a 14 and a natural 20. Natural 20. Yeah, he'll tell you anything. He he picks his hands up from his face, and you can see it like his, his cheeks are red and blotchy. Um, his, you know, his, his he just looks awful, snot running out of his nose. Um, and he says, My mother, Odra.
4: The Countess is going to say, well, mothers can be rather intimidating, and yours in particular, but don't you think that's a bit of hyperbole? You're her son, after all.
0: Um, he looks, he looks over at you, um, and gets serious, and he says, I used to have two brothers. Uh, what? Where? What? 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 Did they die in the line of luskin
4: duty? Uh, the Countess whispers over, or no, she's going to message Max and say, Oh, I do hear that some animals eat their young.
3: Max <laughs> will stifle the <laughs> chuckle.
4: <laughs> Mons
0: looks all, like kind of meaningfully over at the raptor stables, and he says, not
5: exactly in the line of duty. Doran's going to put his hand on, on the crook of his elbow, kind of comfort him. Well, you could have anything that bad.
4: <laughs> Do you suppose we could take this conversation elsewhere and not on
2: the premises
4: of your mother's? A drink somewhere, perhaps?
2: Yeah. Why don't we go back to the Jade Dancer? I've got some friends that can watch out for us while we get some privacy for a conversation and maybe a little whiskey.
0: Ooh, Talia bringing it full circle. I like whiskey. Um, He nods. He he. he almost eagerly he's like yeah that sounds
2: good attaboy
3: (laughs) let's go do you need to sneak out of here or does it is it going to be okay that you're just leaving
0: um he he actually thinks about it for a second he says probably better that we sneak out is this going to be our next big heist
2: (laughs) (laughs) stealing the sun can we get
0: mon's crocken son out
4: of the premises well consider this your lucky day the countess pats um pats him on the back and gives him blessing of the trickster
3: here how about this so now that you have blessing of the trickster from the countess we leave because we are invited guests and we leave like we would normally do and you just meet us around the corner He,
0: yeah he, he's good with this plan
3: can we just ghost out or do we need to say our goodbyes to anyone i mean i think that's
0: for you to decide if i recall correctly
3: Odra left, right? She left us. Yes. And went upstairs. So we can just we can just bounce. Alright. Yeah, that's correct.
2: Let's go. Yep. Yeah, I think we should thank the guards for the oh, yes. time of Odra and just pass along our goodwill. Just to keep suspicions down. Thanks for letting us look at your baby raptor. <laughs> Squee. <laughs> the Countess also wants to
4: sort of uh, look at the windows of the estate and see if Odra is watching them.
0: Roll a perception check. That's a good call, Countess.
4: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it's it's better than I thought. I thought that was a one. It's a seven. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a ten. <laughs> I
0: was going to say, Kat, you have a very definitive... Oh no, laugh when you roll and it's poor. <laughs> it's <a blur. laughs> like that's, I feel like I could identify that too on the waveform.
2: Sometimes the oh no is, oh no, I blew his head off. Oh
4: no,
0: I rolled really well. There's a little bit more glee in that laugh though. <laughs> yeah. No, you don't see her uh, uh, looking at you. Max would like to check as well if I can. Yes, of course.
3: Uh, that is a twenty-three, eighteen on the dice.
2: Jeepers! Ooh, twenty-three. Yeah, bringing it back. Yeah, bringing it back.
4: Oh, that's <laughs> a
0: deep cut. That's from a
3: long
4: time ago. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that's that's from an episode that doesn't hasn't hasn't has that one aired?
3: I think that was episode one or two. Yeah, that feels like...
2: Yeah, I think we we continued the 23s for... For a while. Okay, yeah. A couple episodes, and Fletch thought he was going to be defeated. Yeah. (laughs) For a while, yeah. this
0: this season is going to last four episodes at this
3: rate. (laughs)
2: Little did you know we can't investigate anything.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Our intimidation is zero.
4: Yes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
3: (laughs) You don't see her either. Okay. And you get a good... You feel like you get a... Good look. All right. I would also like to uh, scan for uh, the butler uh, or any nosy grounds folk. Anyone working at working at the manor.
0: I'll let the uh, twenty three stand for that too. Okay. You do see some people kind of performing uh, work out there. Sure. Um, and they might like toss you a glance every now and then, um, but you don't get the idea that any of them are lurking. Okay.
3: Yeah, then uh, I I suggest that we, the group, the investigation group, bounce, uh, say our goodbyes to the butler and to the guards, and uh, meet up with uh, Mons outside of the grounds.
0: Great. So you get to the gate. Uh, the The guards kind of see you coming and they open it up for you and and give you a nod as you pass through.
3: It was a pleasure. Thank you for your time and your effort and your baby raptor. <laughs>
0: They give you a, a grunt, like a a, a guard sort of, sure oh, uh, type <laughs> response. Max will look at the countess and ask,
3: "Is it customary to tip guards when you leave manners like this?" Oh no, no,
4: my dear, they're they're the help.
2: <laughs>
0: they don't they you, they don't look super happy about that.
4: Yeah, she uh she, she sort of casts them like a you know. A very pointed look. Max will wait until the countess turns
3: away from the guards, and he will chuck them each a, a silver.
0: Yeah, they're jazzed.
3: And and the, the whole, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, finger guns. Yeah, they give you a look that seems to say, like, royals. <laughs> Those nobles. They don't get what's like being green yeah. and
0: short yeah. and a guard. They, like, yeah, they, like, pfft thumb at the countess and they roll their eyes like a sitcom like <laughs> the countess
4: is none the wiser. may I roll a perception check to catch them <laughs> yeah go ahead <laughs> So had, oh look at that! An eighteen plus three.
0: <laughs> yeah, you you've got a you've got a uh, sixth sense about this kind of stuff. So you whip around real quick as he's like mid eye roll, and then he he you know <laughs> sees that you're looking and mid finger
3: guns. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It gets awkward. It gets a little awkward. There's definitely some awkwardness in the air. <laughs> okay, so you've uh, extracted Mons, and you're on your way to the Jade Dancer. Um, how are you gonna sort of? How do you want to make the trip?
3: Lead the way. We'll watch out for you. And yes, I would like to. Uh, I would like for us to make some perception checks and make sure that we're watching out.
2: Uh Celine is also gonna assure him, don't worry, the countess is very talented. Her spell's not gonna wear off.
0: Um, okay, so go ahead and uh, make perception checks as you walk Mons from the estate to the jade dancer in the, um, south ward.
3: Max rolled in. Eight on the dice, so 13 total.
2: Selene also got a 13.
5: Gilly got a 17. Doran's gonna turn into a nice shaggy, comfy-looking dog, and hang out with them, try to calm them down and try to get advantage on perception checks to smell out any enemies coming, especially if they have like the corruption from the drow or something like that.
0: Okay, great. That's awesome.
5: Uh, 15. Okay, cool. You make your
0: way to the inn, to the tavern, uh, and it's still midday. Um, the The sun is starting to get lower in the sky now. You're you're starting to get not close to the bu- busy hour, but close to close to the. It's happy hour. It's happy hour right now in the Jade Dancer. I enjoy good happy hour.
2: Fletch is Bomer, outside.
0: Oh yeah, he's there, just looking vacant as ever.
2: Selena's gonna walk up to Bomer, and she's gonna greet him. Hey, Boomer, uh, how's it going? Hey, Celine, good. Good. Listen, um, we're gonna need the Celine special tonight, and she's gonna wink at him. Uh,
0: Celine, the cleaning stuff that gets blood out of the wood—we don't have a lot left.
2: Shh! No, no, no. it—not that one. The other Celine special.
0: So you're just trying to get him to keep, like, an extra eye out for... You want the quiet booth. Yeah. And no one to bother you.
2: In the back, where no one can see us. He
0: tries to wink, but he just blinks
2: real hard. <laughs> With both but eyes. But he nods
0: it, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's like... And he says it while he does it, too. He's like, wink.
2: Thanks, pal.
0: <laughs> Max will make one more, uh, like...
3: Give the uh, the whole area a once-over as they're walking in. Uh, roll a quick perception. Uh, That is a 17 on the dice, so a 22 total.
0: Nothing looks out of place here. Everything looks uh, basically level uh, with what you would expect to find in the Jade Dancer sort of in late afternoon. Is that Shifty over at the bar already? No, he was with you.
1: He's behind you. He's standing behind you. He's not at the bar. Hey, uh, Shifty, I haven't seen you around here. Uh, Good for you to kind of, you know, make yourself known. He says... uh, Ain't got nothing nice to say. Max nods approvingly
3: in that, like, a boss just took notice <laughs> of you and likes what you did. Sounds like Shifty's
2: getting a bonus.
0: <laughs> Do they allow dogs in this establishment? It's a, it's a bar in the southward.
2: Brad, it's a bar that Celine frequents.
0: I'm in. Yeah, you're good. You're good. <laughs> Um, All right. So we'll uh,
3: we'll head back to the to the Celine special, the the shrouded booth in the back where we can kind of talk and and uh, but also keep an eye on things. And um, Max is going to kind of usher Mons into the center so that he can't just scooch out. You know, like if he wants to go to the bathroom, he's going to have to ask 13 people to get out of his way. That sort of thing.
0: You're like pinning him in a little bit. Exactly, he immediately tries to order. Hey, like a, a dragon fire wine.
1: Hey, amans, uh, you know you might want to, you know, just you know ease into it. All right, <laughs> start slow.
0: Start with whiskey. <laughs> just, just want something to
3: settle my nerves. So, <laughs> while we're waiting on this dragon fire wine, um, go through it one more time. What happened? and why and how you know like the the, the
0: five w's how is not a w it has a w in it it has a w in it <laughs> okay so he steals himself he sort of like takes a, a big breath i was in the jade dancer and i was drinking and i was pissed off my father was going to sell all of our property in waterdeep and we were going to leave we were going to we were going to go live on ships, like he used to, years before I was even born. I mean, I grew up here. I grew up in Waterdeep. I don't know. That's not—I don't know that life. That's not me. I I can't do that. That's not in me. All right. Well, I mean, what was stopping you from staying? Odra. Oh, My, my mother wouldn't allow it. This was the family— business. We were expected to go into this. This was, you know, what we were supposed to do.
3: And, uh, you mentioned brothers before. Did they die before this, or because of this?
0: That was a while ago. My my brother, Reese, he, he disappeared, and I can't prove that he's dead, but before he disappeared, he got into this argument with my mother. You know, it was... It was crazy. They were just screaming at each other, and then two days later, he was gone, and and no one knew where he was. Not his friends, no one.
3: All right. Um. So, walk us through what happened at the Jade Dancer.
0: Here, the drinks arrive, and he he grabs his, you know, like a lifeline, and downs half of it, and he says, "I was just talking." I was just talking. It didn't mean anything. It was just talk. All right. And then this guy leans over and says that he can help. And he wants to know how much it would be worth to me. And how much was it worth to you? He sits back and he gets this sort of distant look in his eyes. He says everything. Everything that I had saved up, my personal account, 2500 Gold coins. So for twenty five
3: hundred dragons, what did you what did you, what did you buy, man?
0: He says, I didn't I didn't you have to understand, I didn't know I was buying anything. It was just talk. I was just talking.
2: Selena's gonna lean in and she's gonna go. Who was this guy's name? He called himself Knock. Oh.
5: Well, there it is.
2: We've got some bad news for you. Max is going to kind of,
3: like, with all of these pieces sort of falling together, Max is going to look at the group and then look at Mons and say, All right, well, it's out there now. Um, what do you want us to do? Like, do you want us to get you out of town? Do you want us to help you? Do you want us to tell your mom like where where does this go for you
0: he says I I don't know I don't see a way out I don't see this ending any other way than with me in the ground
2: Celine's gonna say Mons did you actually sign the contract I mean how did you not know what you were buying
0: he says, it was just, it was just talk. It was just talk. I just, I was talking. And then the next thing I knew, my father was dead. And then this guy just shows up and he says he wants his payment.
1: And did you give him the money?
0: Of course I did. He's a, an assassin. He would have killed me. He says, I can handle myself in a fight, but this guy was something else. He was on another level.
2: Well, you don't have to worry about him anymore. (laughs) Yeah. He scoffs. He goes, you would need some
0: sort of head liquefying spell to take this guy down.
1: Yeah, it turns out that we got that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, his head has actually exploded. So really, he he is no longer your problem, but... Your mother, on the other hand... Yeah, he says, I I am less afraid of that guy
0: than I am my mother. Well,
3: who else knows? We know, clearly. Have you told
0: anyone else? He says, of course not. I, I haven't told anyone else, but I think my mother is starting to suspect something. Well, she did hire us. She knew that I didn't want to go. She knew that. But she also knew that the assassin was on a horse, and I don't ride, and the assassin used a crossbow, and I don't use a crossbow. So as far as I can tell, that's like the one thing that's keeping her from knowing it was me. Well,
3: I mean, fortunately, you're talking to the people that she hired to find out who killed her husband. We have found out who killed her husband and now we're trying to find out who hired him so here's what we can do if you can live with taking this to your grave if you can live with this inside you forever you'll be fine you'll go on you'll live a life you'll have kids you'll do whatever Luskin Trust Fund kids do
2: with Raptors
3: with adult Raptors <laughs> but as soon as you start talking that's where things get dicey for you and for us if we choose to lie for you
0: he he thinks about this for a second he nods his head and he seems to he's wrestling with it and then the blood drains from his face and he says wait You told her that you found out it was an assassin and that someone had hired him. Yeah, that's what we were hired to do.
2: Yeah, that's kind of
0: how assassins work. He gets a little bit more manic and a little bit more frantic. And he's looking around and he says, you don't understand. She's going to know it was me. They have a code. Her thinking that it was someone else was the only thing. That kept her away from me. Her thinking that it was someone who could ride a horse and shoot a crossbow. And now she knows that someone hired that person. And she's going to know. How will she know? She'll put the pieces together. She she knew that I didn't want to go. She knows that, that I've been, you know, different since then.
1: Hey, uh, uh, uh you know, uh, Max, um... While we're you know in this moment here, I think it'd be best for us to all catch our breath a little bit. Do you want to just join me at the bar here? We'll go get another round of drinks for everyone. Yeah. Um, Max will look at Mons and say, "Don't go anywhere."
2: Celine will wrap her tail around his leg under the table. Don't worry, he's not going anywhere.
0: Yeah. He just he grips down onto his wine glass a little bit more and and slams the rest down in another. Chug. We'll get you another round. Don't worry. And then Max will join Gilly over at the bar.
2: Don't forget a whiskey. I, w- I won't.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, yeah, my my attention here is uh, I, I want to discuss something with Max. I mean, obviously the rest of the group could know, but I figured that just pulling Max aside might be the best the best way to go because he's sort of leading this. Uh, interrogation, maybe, we'll call it? <laughs> sure. Yeah, I don't even know what it's, it is anymore.
2: This discussion.
1: <laughs> yeah, this discussion. So um, so when we go up to the bar, you know, we'll obviously place the order of Drake's and, and I'll look back over at Mons and then look over at Max and say to him, um, Gilly says, says to him, you know, uh, I think that uh, we need to get some assurances that his story is really true. Uh. I'm really worried about this guy you know, actually having a different motivation for what he's doing. So I'm thinking that maybe we get the countess involved. She I think she has some magic that might help suss this out.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean <laughs> at the very, at the very least she can goofy him. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, that's the other thing too. That you know, just that that knowing that, you know, she's the one that gooefied, you know, knock, you know, that might be enough to actually make him come straight on some stuff but i just want to make sure that his story really checks out true i do believe he's telling the truth as far as you know you know hiring the assassin i just don't know how how much of that was really deliberate and how much wasn't it seemed a little fishy to me you know um can we do an insight check
3: on um mon's story yeah yeah absolutely Hit me up with the insight rolls. Sixteen on the dice, so nineteen total
1: for Max. Gilly got a twenty-four. I got a natural twenty.
2: Ooh! Oh, 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 oh! Whoa! Gilly can see the future. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought the
0: second, the second, Chris called it an interrogation. The rolls were going to tank. <laughs> so did I. Bad rolls for the rest of the, the thing. Rolled a one. Rolled a four. I mean, other people can roll, but Gilly, like, a little gleam goes off in his eye, and he sort of, like, looks into Monza's soul and susses out everything that's going on in there. Um, you get the impression that he is on the up-and-up, Chris. He is uh, he is terrified. He 100% believes that Odra is going to know it was him, and... Um, he seems to feel like a considerable amount of remorse, and uh, you you get the impression that he's being truthful. Oh
1: no, I was just going to turn to uh, Max and ask him. You know, it does seem like he's being forthright from what you know from what I'm hearing, but I can't rule out the possibility of magical coercion here. Oh, oh man, that's such a good one. Um, is there a way to?
3: Tell if he has had some sort of ensorcellation.
0: I mean, first of all, ensorcillation sounds like a great name for like one of those Norwegian fantasy metal bands. I want that so bad.
3: <laughs> With the, the illegible uh logo. Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Yep. And it's like it's like a wizard on a mountain casting a spell on a Viking who's fighting an ice dragon in a fjord. <laughs> on the side of a van. <laughs> on the side of a van! Yes! And the the
1: van is on the t-shirt. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Mealy mealy mealy! I think we need to bring this back to Selena and the Countess and Doran and, you know, see what they had to say. Max and I are probably did two, you know, not so hot people when it comes to Arcana. (laughs) Pound ground, and that's about it. (laughs) So Max and Gilly will come back from
3: the bar, carrying our wine and our whiskey. And um, Max will look at Gilly and then look at Celine and the Countess and say, "Um, Gilly made a good point over at the bar. We did not check to see if this booth was magically wired or bugged. So, Celine, um, would you mind casting Detect Magic to see if there's anything around here that we should be worried about?
2: Of course. And then she's going to lean in a little bit, but like a little closer to her right side where Mons is and sing. That old black magic has me in its spell That old black magic that you weave so well
0: Nothing in the booth glimmers, but a ring on Monza's finger does show magic. Max is going to look at
3: Gilly, look at the ring, look at Mons and be like... Uh, what's, what's going
0: on with your hand there, buddy? The wine seems to be fortifying Mons a little bit. Uh, and he looks down on it and he says, Oh, my my mother gave me this years ago. This is just a ring. It's never done this before. And he, show, he like waves it around its little sparkliness. Um, do you mind taking it off real quick? He does. So he takes it off. And when I say he does, I mean that he does not mind... He does take off the ring.
1: Hey, Celine, you want to take a look at that?
2: Yeah, Celine is going to just do an arcana check on it to see if she can tell what type of magic is on it.
1: I would imagine that almost all magic
5: items have enchantment on it, regardless of what the, the ring actually does, right? Yeah, it
3: is an enchantment. Okay, this, so can Celine roll arcana to see if she can figure out what sort of
0: enchantment it is? Yes.
2: <sighs> That's a six. You're not sure.
0: Um, your inspection of the ring, it doesn't look like it's a particularly expensive ring. It's not a precious metal. Um, it's almost like a um, bronze or a brass.
2: So, Selina's going to look at the ring uh, just a little bit longer. I, I don't know what it is. Countess, do you want to take a look at this and see if you can tell what's going on with this ring? Two things here. Uh,
4: one, the Countess... Uh, despite what people may think, uh, is not um, skilled at Arcana. Secondly, if the ring is off, then wouldn't the enchantment be off?
3: That was the that was going to be my next question. Was is there a is there a, a marked change in Mon's uh, demeanor
0: when he takes the ring off? No, he seems exactly the same.
2: Well, the ring would continue glowing if it was still. Detect magic lasts for ten minutes. The ring is
5: still glowing. Well, since we don't know the nature of it, it could have a like trigger effect that would control his mind or something too.
4: Is Shifty with us? Yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> Shifty, my dear. Shifty, my dear. Um, as your first task as a new employee, would you? Would you? care to model this this ring for us i think it would look rather charming on you
0: he looks down at the ring and then he looks real slowly back up at you (laughs) like (laughs) max just puts
3: puts chin on fist and just posts up and is watching this with great enthusiasm
4: the countess is just smiling like a statuesque sort of smile it just does not waver I'm, i'm picturing this
0: in my head and i'm loving it so much. <laughs> <laughs> so he's looking at you and he sees like the smile that doesn't waver. And he looks back down at the ring and he shrugs and he grabs it and he puts it on. Um, how do you feel? He holds it up. He, he like kind of shows you that he has it on. Right. Cause you said you wanted him to model him for him. He's like, mine.
4: Oh, it looks, it looks Absolutely wonderful. How do you feel?
3: Feel fine. Can Max roll an Arcana? Like, I'm I'm not proficient
0: in it. But I'm a smart dude. So tell I what I what I would like Jason is a little bit of role-play. Ah yes. Right? Like why why do you think Max would have some sort of understanding of this ring? beyond it being a ring. So I just want like a story element. The ring is currently on Shifty's hand.
3: So Max is going to look and um, I'm kind of, Max is just kind of, he's going to angle, grab the hand, pull it over and just kind of turn because it's still got that detect magic sparkle going on. And, uh, you know, he's going to look at the palm of the hand and see, see if there's any magic sort of kind of creeping up the, up the finger and into the hand or any, any sort of sign that it is affecting physically our new employee. And um, I guess I, I, I would go for investigation if I was role playing it because I'm, I, that's what I do.
2: I think Doran should be the one looking at it, because he is a druid.
5: He's just as good as Arcana as a cleric, though. They're wisdom-based.
2: I only have a plus two in Arcana.
5: I was planning on doing something, but I was gonna go next.
2: Okay.
3: So
5: I rolled a 13 on the dice, which
3: is a, uh, That's a 19 total for investigation. Trying to see if the magic is affect like, the magic that we see through Detect Magic is affecting Shifty in any tangible way.
0: Shifty, Shifty remains completely unaffected by whatever enchantment is on the ring. Okay.
3: And then uh, before I look at Doran, I would like to look at Mons and either investigate or insight to see if there's any, there's any change in him since he's been sitting here with it off.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah, go ahead and roll a, uh, an insight. Uh, that is a
5: 14 on the dice so 17 total.
0: He seems fine other than being, you know, scared out of his gourd.
5: So Doran's going to he was just kind of laying by the table just listening for the moment and he's going to sit up and walk over to or walk over to Shifty and he's just going to put his nose his doggy nose right on the ring and just <laughs> give it the, a, a <laughs> Doran is not trained in arcana, but I thought give it a shot anyways.
0: To be clear, You are trying to sniff out... Smell
5: the magic. The magic. Yes. Okay. And I rolled a 19, and I've plus three, so it's 22.
0: Whoa. (sighs) What do I find? (laughs) Smells like... Teen spirit. (laughs) (laughs) It smells like a spell you would use to locate something.
5: It's a tracking ring. Doran will pop out of doggy form. uh, That's
2: not what Druid gets out of. (laughs) It's a tracking
3: ring. Max will immediately, like, turn and look at Mons and say, have you been anywhere that you shouldn't have been anytime soon, anytime recently?
0: He says, uh, I, uh, I I had to, I had to bring payment for that, uh, the knock guy down to the, the skull port. Ah. uh, where did you pay him? Uh, it was some big bar down there. I don't remember the name of it. Uh, the and Lantern?
5: Does that ring a bell? Yeah, that's it. Dorian is going to give Max like a little, come over here, kind of motion to speak with him privately for a second. Max will uh, do so. Um, why are we protecting this guy? He he broke the law. Wouldn't it be better just to give him to the guards? Well,
3: I don't know. I I kind of feel for him, right? Like it's clear that he feels remorse. It clear. it's clear that this is not what he was trying to do. Um I don't know. I kind of feel a need to
5: help him. But he'll be safer with the guards, right? Oh, safer with the guards? I thought you meant like turn him in. Well yeah, that too, but um he'll be safe from his mom.
3: We'll finish the mission and he'll be safe. We could talk to Croc. Let's see what he thinks.
0: Hold on a second, because around that time the door to the tavern sort of bursts open, and Odra strides in with three very bulky, muscular Luskins behind her. And she has sort of like a, a, a white knuckled grip on her spear. She says, Hello, son. I'll scratch that. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> For clarification,
3: um, Doran and Max stepped aside. Does she see us or are we in such a way that we are hidden?
0: You are not hidden. Um, You're like the room. The room has areas with like shadow in them and that sort of thing. But someone looking specifically for someone. Right. Is going to be able to see them. It's like a, a big wide open room. Um, so no, she she busts in. Bomer. And sort of like, (laughs) yeah. She saunters in, like she owns the place, and like one very quick sort of scan, locks eyes with Mons and starts heading over in your direction and says, Hello, son. And then Bomer's head kind of pokes in from outside, and he's like, Hey Celine! These guys
2: wanna talk with you? Uh Balmer
0: And then the door the door swings shut, but he, he keeps stretching his head out to see as long as he can until the door is fully shut again.
5: Doran will take one step behind Max. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so she stops, maybe ten feet away from you. Um she reaches into her cape and pulls out a fat sack with a, a dollar sign on it, but the S is dragon shaped. It's got with a line th- through a it. A line through it. Yep. And she drops it onto the table off to her side. And she says, You've done your work. There's your payment. My son and I have some things to discuss. Cool.
3: Uh, I'm gonna Max is gonna look around the room and try to do that. We've been working together for a really long time. so um, nonverbal communication is like second second nature for all of us to see if we actually want to leave or if we want to uh, leave with our client's payment or stay and possibly defend our
4: client's son. Uh, I think the countess will. Um, be on the same wavelength because we have worked together for so long and she's just going
2: to message everybody (laughs) (laughs) good call (laughs) Selena's going to message back to the countess and say should we try to get them drinks and see if we can get them to calm down that seems like rather a good idea she's going to relay that to everybody else so Selena's gonna look over at the bartender friend that she has, and she's gonna be like, "Hey, uh, buddy, we we'd like some extra dragon wine over here. If you could bring a few rounds, it's gonna be a while." He's
0: gone. Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> oh, it's an open, it's an open bar. Seems like it to me. And Selena's gonna go over and just start pouring drinks. She's gonna saunter over with her tray. Why don't we all sit down? Seems like there's some conversation that needs to be had.
4: Yes, and it's a moment of celebration, isn't it? Um, Job well done and all that. Agreed.
0: Agreed. So Odra reaches up to her neck and fiddles with the clasp of her cloak for a second, and and it, it drops down behind her, and then in unison, the three Luskins behind her do the same thing. And it all falls off. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> like... She says, uh, unlike my idiot son, I'm not in a drinking mood. Oh man. <laughs>
3: the goblin in me is like, let's take that money and bounce. <laughs> You know, like we did our job and Mons is kind of an idiot, but, um, (laughs) ah, man, I don't know (laughs) know what to do. Uh,
2: uh, If he hadn't helped us out, I'd probably say leave him, but Celine doesn't know her parents and so she feels for him because she wishes she still had hers. She wants to fix their bond. Uh, The the Countess,
4: uh, upon seeing the uh, cloaks drop, she's going to make a big show of doing the same, except rather than um, dropping her cloak, she's going to do a a giant flourish with the cloak. And as she's doing so, she's going to disguise herself as Mons, message him to stay quiet, and uh, stand side by side with Mons. Invoke
0: duplicity. <laughs> Ooh, we've got a Spartacus moment going on here.
3: <laughs> uh, Max is gonna walk over and take the back of gold and 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 hold it and be like, um, and stroke it gently. <laughs> <laughs> this yes. is real nice. He's like, um, <clears throat> hugging it. Um, look, we want to avoid. We want to avoid violence here. Um, is there any way that we can talk it, Talk about this?
0: Odra looks down at you and she says, Luskins don't talk.
3: Yeah, we, we, we got that. Uh, your son helped us out of a bind. A really bad bind while we were trying to figure out what was going on. We don't want any harm to come to him.
0: She says it's too late for that.
4: I think if the countess sees Max sort of um worrying the sack and and you know sort of seeing like he might he might want to leave, I think the countess will message Max and and say, "My dear, think of all the times that you thought nobody would stand by you and think about how much you've accomplished since You've changed your alignment. Think about all the good that you could do. Think about your purpose.
3: As the countess says that to Max, Max drops the bag back onto the table and says, "Yeah, we're not we're not going anywhere."
5: So Doran's been kind of gathering his courage this whole time. He rolls his sleeves up, squares himself, He walks right up to Odra. He says, you listen here. We're going to collect our gold. We finished our mission, and we're going to take him to the city guard, because he did something illegal. And I'll do a persuasion check.
0: That sounded more like intimidation to me, Brad.
5: Yes, I'll do it. (laughs) And I would like to state I'm ready an action to cast Entangle on the floor at the same time. Ooh. (laughs) <laughs> uh, all right. With the trigger, uh, if she decides to draw her weapons and attack, I'm going to entangle the floor around her. Ooh, plus zero, but uh, 16.
0: <laughs> not a four. That's not bad. That's not a bad intimidation check from the little gnome. Odra does take, you know, one step back, and she seems almost, like, surprised by your, your ferocity. Um, but then she looks up and she sees Mons. And she steals herself and, like, kind of shakes her head. And that's where the fight starts. So, um, Brad, you have the ready to action. Um, but I'll have everyone else roll initiative.
2: Of course, now I get the natural 20. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you guys are rolling, like, dynamite tonight. Uh, so, Max, what did you get for um... 19 total for Max? Selene.
2: Twenty-three. Countess. Sixteen.
0: Uh Gilly. Seven. A little slow on his feet. Or biding his time. Chris really did rip up the bar fight the other night, so he might just be <laughs> yeah, I did. sitting back and waiting for everyone else to get a shot in. <laughs> uh Doran. Fifteen. Okay, um, so Brad, I'm gonna let your uh entangling entanglement, entangling roots, entanglizer. Uh, go off first, because that was your ready to action.
5: Just for like targeting purposes, what's the? how far away is everyone from each other?
0: The group of Luskins is um, kind of not clustered together, but they're sort of together in the center of the room. You are all on one side of the room. Um, Doran, you are closest, uh, after trying to intimidate Odra. Max, you are the next closest because you're just off to the side a little bit with the big sack of gold at your feet. Um, and then everyone else is kind of behind Doran a little bit. Uh, the four Luskins are arrayed out over maybe a like 40 square foot space.
5: Oh, that's big. Okay.
0: Yeah, they're kind of like... It, they've got like some tables in between them. What's the area of effect on entangling entanglement? It's a
5: 20 foot square, so I'd probably be able to get her and one of them in it. Yes. Yeah, you could get two of them. Yeah, I'll do that. They have to make a DC 12 strength saving throw, which maybe isn't the best against her. But.
0: Okay, so the, the, actually, um, Odra is entangled. Um, she's been taken by surprise by your gnomish ferocity. But the Luskin woman standing behind her is not affected by; she she just like she hulks through it.
5: Rawr. So Odra is uh, restrained. She can take an action to unrestrain herself with the same check. Okay, great. And everyone else has just difficult terrain. Celine, you will kick us off.
2: Celine is gonna move up her full. Um space of 30 feet, so she's right in like 10 feet in front of Odra and everyone else should be behind her, is that correct?
0: If you were if you were 10 feet in front of Odra Brad would also be in front of you
2: I want to be in front of Brad, I thought he was further away from her I
5: went toe to toe with her You could,
0: I think I I know where you're going Talia, so you could get up like right next to Brad. I was trying to be cool
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yes (laughs) Can I stand over Brad? I want to walk up and stand over Doran. He's
5: little. Team small.
2: Yeah.
0: Team small. You know what? You know what?
2: <laughs> I'm going to allow it. All right.
5: Well, right. You're, you're not wearing a dress, are you?
2: No. I am okay. wearing my tumbling gear right now, thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Selena's going to walk up, and she's actually going to stand right over Doran. She's going to look Odra in the face. And she's going to go, you've been thunderstruck. And she's going to clap and she's going to throw thunder wave at all three of them. They have a constitution saving throw of a 13.
0: Odra fails badly. She got a one. She leans in closer to hear what you're saying. (laughs) Not a good idea. The Luskin woman behind Odra should be in charge because she saved. Okay. And then the one, uh, the guy in the back um, does not save.
2: She's going to add a little line because she did it at the second level. Ooh. You've been shaking at the knees. And then she's going to her damage.
3: Max, Max yells out from behind. <laughs> You're telling them please! <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's got a lighter in his hand,
2: holding it up. <laughs> Play free bird next! <laughs> okay, uh, so she hits them all for, or she hits Odra for eight and she hits the one behind her for four. And they are pushed ten feet away.
0: Max, your turn. We've got four Luskins four Luskins that's right
3: since Odra is restrained and also being pushed back by um the uh maybe not Odra the the one behind yeah the one behind her that has uh, that is not restrained and is not uh, that took half damage from the thunder wave um is she distracted enough by the doran Celine combo that I could get sneak attack from the
0: side? The thunder's boom. With a successful stealth check, you can. Um, and I'll let you roll stealth with advantage because you're small and you can, like, snake your way through all the tables and chairs and stuff.
3: That's a 22 for stealth, the 17 on the dice. Yeah, that'll do it. All right, so I'm just going to uh, fire with my hand crossbow. And hope for some goodness. That is a 12 on the dice, so 17 to hit. Yeah, that'll do it.
2: I just want to add that for 300 feet, my uh, thunderous boom is heard in case anybody else happens to be in the area.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, I should probably set the scene a little bit. All the windows in the bar shatter, raining glass down, sort of not on you guys because you're all in the center of the room enough to avoid it um, but like yeah the, the all the windows shatter everything goes in slow motion as the, the glass like falls down very Michael Bay moment <laughs> yeah the doors and the window frames are rattling you can hear people outside like screaming Uh, Max
3: is like his his stealth his eight finger quotes stealth check is him running and then diving and doing the shoulder roll behind a a tipped over bar table and you know like and sliding (laughs) sliding out with the the hand crossbow on his side sort of Um, so that's gonna be 3d6 damage because it's a 1d6 plus three for the bolt and then 2d6 for the sneak attack Uh, that is, uh, 13 on the dice plus three. So 16 total damage for the, um, the unaffected Luskin commando woman.
0: Yeah. She takes it like right in the upper shoulder and with a howl, she turns and she sees you and she's got this like feral look in her eye. Uh,
3: and then, uh, I'm going to use while I am on the floor looking up at her with my crossbow pointed i'm going to use my rogue inquisitive insightful fighting and so this is a contested check it's uh she has to rule deception versus my insight uh and if i succeed then i get advantage against her in this fight
4: Ooh,
0: excellent I rolled a natural 20. Ooh,
3: I rolled a 17, so uh, I guess she deceives me. (laughs) Damn damn it, commando woman. Yeah, she is great.
0: Yeah, she's, I want her on my side. Everyone else on the Luskin side has been rolling, like, literally one through four. Keep her alive. Let's put her on the payroll. (laughs) And she's been 16 plus every time. All right, that's uh, that's it for Max the guy sort of furthest back, not furthest, not furthest back, but one of the two guys in the far back. Um, this is one that got hit with the, the thunder wave. <clears throat> um, he charges forward. Uh, but with the, with the difficult terrain, cause the entanglement is difficult terrain, right? Which cuts movement by half. Yes. Yes. Okay. So he can't make it all the way up. Um, but as he's charging, he, short of, he he like shouts out, he's like, "My name is Egger, and I always wanted to be a writer, but my father wasn't very supportive. And so I turned to thuggery and I've been a thug now for seven years) <laughs> <laughs> And that's the end of his turn. Max looks at him quizzically. Uh, Countess,
4: what is your dexterity modifier? Uh, It's a plus two. Okay, you go next. All right. So the Countess is going to message um, Mons um, and ask, you know where our office is, correct? Um, He messages back that he thinks so. All right. The Countess is going to step in front of him, tell him to take the back way out to the office as quickly as he can he'll know the time to do it and she's going to cast mirror image oh that's really good
2: (laughs) oh my goodness
0: that's really good cat this is what i i love about doing like a murder mystery like this because there's all this stuff that i would just never expect it's so great okay Um, The thug in the far back of the room, um, he charges also into the entanglement. Um, He also is not able to make it. But he shouts, my name is Dalgish, and I was an ivory hunter in Luskin before Grucken hired me on to his gang, and I work now for Odra, who saved me once on a pirating mission <laughs> into the Moonshay Isles. <laughs> and that's the end of his turn. I love their rich backstories! That's the, that's the end of Dalgish's turn. So Doran, it's your
5: turn now. All right, Doran, will uh, say, that's really unnecessary information, but thank you, and um, turn into a giant spider. Yeah! And then I will use the giant spider's web shooter to hit um, the one that's closest that isn't Odra.
0: The the commando behind her?
5: Uh, yeah, the guy from the house was it?
0: No, that's the guy in the farthest back. You're talking about the woman <clears throat> who has so far managed to throw off everything that has been thrown at her with the exception of a crossbow bolt.
5: Oh, then the other guy. Hmm, that doesn't seem like a good plan. Yeah, the guy from the Moon house in the back. Dalgish. Yes, Dalgish, sorry.
0: He gave you his name and everything.
5: Uh, 14 to AC. Yeah, that'll do it. All right, he's restrained by webbing and as an action, he can uh, try to escape DC 12 strength check or his friends can hack the uh, webbing off if they want to.
0: His friend Egger is nearby.
5: The webbing has an AC of 10 and a hit points of five. Okay,
0: Um, So now it is Luskin Commando's turn, uh, and she stomps over to Max, and she is just able to get there despite the rough terrain. Um, She's going to make an attack with disadvantage because you're behind cover. All right. Uh, Remind me your AC. Fifteen. She misses, Um, but she does manage to do some damage to the table you're behind, Um, and so your cover isn't quite as good now. Oh,
3: I
1: got a plan for this lady.
0: Chris, your turn.
1: Okay, uh, so Gilly is going to go ahead and um, you know, look around. Um, there's an entangle spell that's kind of between really us and them, right?
0: Uh, yeah, Odra is at the edge of the entanglement.
1: Actually, she's five
0: feet into the entanglement now.
1: Okay. So what I'm going to do is uh, Gilly's going to go ahead and um, he's going to take his uh, cane and He's going to sort of use it as a as a vaulting tool, and he's going to vault uh, off of the cane, uh, kind of kip on the side of the wall, uh, using the you know if there's a uh, bar table or something that he needs to use to kind of kind of help uh, kind of bridge that. He'll do that, and then he's going to leap at Odra, um, and. He's just going to go ahead and uh, leap at Odra and say, "I think it's time for you to go." Good night. <laughs> and um, he's going to go ahead and uh, he's going to go ahead and uh, attack with flurry of blows. Flurry of blows. Um, I, I, my intention is not to actually land on the ground, but basically to, uh, to kind of uh, just use uh, her basic attack. Her. And then, and then, and then effectively bounce off of her body, right? Uh, avoiding the entanglement and bound away from her. Okay. Yeah, that sounds great. So I'm going to basically come in. I'm going to, I'm going to bring my fists and my, and my feet down and then bounce right off of her and, uh, and, uh, leap basically back, uh, into the bar, um, uh, using, uh, my, Free disengage that I get. Uh, being a drunken master, um, I can disengage yeah. for free if I uh, make flurry of blows. So I don't want to be caught in the entangle. Drunken
3: master,
0: love it, love it.
1: Yeah, and I have like a billion movement. My 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 speed is forty five right now. So.
0: Gilly is like a little Chucky doll, just running around super fast.
1: I'm gonna attack. One, I'm gonna attack once with the with the sword cane, and then I'll attack twice with my fists and feet. So the first one. The attack with the with sword cane is going to be uh, AC 19. Hit! She will take six piercing damage. My two unarmed strikes. Hold on one second. second. The second uh, unarmed strike then is going to be AC 23, so that'll hit as well. That's going to hit for seven damage. So that's my fist coming down on her face. And the last one is a kick. Ooh, and that's a natural 20. So I'll take that. Uh, Ten points of bludgeoning damage from that last attack.
3: Ooh!
1: And then uh, I bound out of air, I'm basically just using her as a launching pad off, and then uh, and then and then basically bound back in, uh, into the bar. Awesome. Did I happen to knock her out?
0: No. Uh, it is Odra's turn now, and with like a scream of rage, she attempts to rip herself from the entanglement.
1: Good luck with that. She does. Well, I guess I said the wrong thing then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, and that is, uh, that's her action, right, Brad? Correct. Yeah, okay, so just the scream of rage and ripping through the entanglement, and then Shifty goes. Shifty picks up a mug from a nearby table and hurls it kind of indiscriminately into the people fighting in the middle of the, the room. And he goes, Oh my God! He misses it sails wide and flies through a window <laughs> out into the street. Uh, and with that we are back to the top of the queue with Celine.
2: Celine is going to lean down, grab her dagger out of her boot and her other dagger out of her uh, holster and she is going to swipe at Odra first at her face and then at her gut. Oh. That's an eight. Miss. That's a 12.
0: Also a miss.
2: All right. She's swiping in the air with her daggers. As per usual, she got too excited. Yeah. <laughs> it's
0: like a cat fight where they just sort of like swipe their paws.
3: For some reason, I'm picturing Celine like at the edge of the entanglement, so she's still just just too far away, right? Leaning, (laughs) swiping (laughs) out,
2: (laughs) but still over Doran.
0: Oh, actually, you'd be riding me, (laughs) right? Gilly, did you land like up on top of the bar? Yeah, I'm basically on the on the bar proper. So Egger has seen what you did to Odra, and he runs at you with his spear, and he takes a couple jabs at you with his spear.
1: Um, and he says... Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be easier for him to throw his spear at me? Spears can be melee, too, can't they? I Sure they can. They can be melee. But, you know, I mean, he's got to run across the bar. And, and, you know, and who knows if he'd be able to get there... Time.
4: Are you baiting the DM? You are baiting the D- I see
1: what's <laughs> Oh no, I see it and I like it See, this is the difference between Jason and Kat mm-hmm. Jason is like being quiet And being like, I okay, like let's it. see where this I'm- goes And Kat's like, oh, you're baiting the DM This is the reason why <laughs> Jason's my ally
0: you know what, you know what, Chris? Your your IRL yes.
1: persuasion
0: check worked. Yes. And he is going to throw that spear at you. And he he, 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 he he leans back. He's got it in his hand and he reaches back and he says, I'm attacking you. It's me, Egger, again. I'm attacking you because Odra saved me from a life of drug abuse and the streets, the poor streets where I would have lived out if she hadn't saved me. And so I value her as a maternal figure. <laughs> And that's why I'm attacking you with this spear that I'm throwing. Is
1: this all while the spear's in the air? Hashtag Rich
0: Beckstein. <laughs> no, no, no. He's he's like one of those statues, oh, right, right. like an Olympic right. javelin. He's just po- he's like posed as he's yelling all this, and then as he finishes, he he throws it at you. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: but he misses. You sure he misses? Well, you can do your monk thing now, can't I mean, you? I mean, I lean yeah. into
1: it. <laughs>
2: uh,
1: no, I have to be hip. I have to oh, be hip, by the uh, <laughs> to, to, Yeah, I have to be hip, by it. Or, can you dive into the way what is what is your armor class (laughs) no it's fine I don't want to I don't want to take this too far Uh, it's 15 15, but yeah
0: yeah he did he rolled a 14 I I thought that was too low okay but if you are leaning into it no (laughs) I think he skipped me I did I did skip you I'm so sorry Jason it's your turn now
3: Luskin commando lady who we have not heard any rich backstory from yet, is engaged with me on the other side of my table. That's right. I'm going to use my bonus action, my cunning action, to disengage and back up. Uh, Okay. uh, We'll say 15 feet, half my movement. I'm going to back up and uh, fire another shot at her. I do not get advantage. That is an 18 on the dice, so 23 to hit. Yeah, definitely hits. Uh, That's a six plus three. And I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to use Fury of the Small. So that's 12 total damage to Luskin Commando Lady. And I'm going to say, why don't you go over there and stand next to your boss who's I'm sure saved your life at one point.
0: Uh, She is not looking good. Uh, now it's the Countess's turn.
4: All right, so the Countess uh, is going to um, message Mons and just say, run along now, and um, turn, and she assumes that we're all going to be running through the back to the back door. Is that a good assumption? <laughs> I like that assumption. So the, the idea is escape? Well, she's done mirror self. Mm-hmm. So she's got three... Mirrors of herself plus Mons. So there's, it looks, it's going to look like there's uh, three, four, five Monses. Five Monses? Run, running, <laughs> like, running for the door, or like all over the place, I guess, because they're all. You just
3: tell them to scatter, running for the door.
4: Yeah, and I think the Countess is going to move in his direction as well to sort of cover him. When he makes his exit, she's going to say, well, has about a stroke of luck and um she's also going to cast spiritual weapon she has not cast this before but essentially what it is it's a it's a kanzashi it's a it's like a very gilded beautiful um, hairpin so it's this this hairpin gold hairpin um it has the symbol of Timora on it um and it's just sort of forged into a decorative uh, coin near the top with her um, image on it. And um, so, yeah, we have this floating spiritual hairpin. How big is it? Oh, here. The weapon can take whatever form you choose. Because I like
3: the idea of this gigantic hairpin flying around.
4: Yeah. I I suppose it it could be a giant, giant hairpin. (laughs) I do believe some Rai use these. That's what I
0: that's what I was envisioning.
4: Alright, so um, so I guess with that bonus action she can actually attack Yep. Well, there's nothing within five feet at, at the moment, right? Not within five feet of you? No. Alright, she shall wait until the next turn to move up again.
0: Okay, so now Dalgish goes. And he he makes a strength attempt to um, break through the webbing. And he says, I, I really hate this because when I was a child, I was bitten by a spider. And ever since then, I've had terrible arachnophobia. And you don't understand how bad that is because the spiders in Muskin are the size of small rodents. They're enormous and they eat birds. It's terrible. <laughs> but he's not strong enough to break through the weapon.
5: Doran will go, well, then you're going to get it. Which comes out as... <laughs> uh, Doran, it is your turn. Uh, and that guy was in the back. How many feet away is he? Um, he is twenty feet away from you. I think I might be big enough. I'm gonna just Doran's just gonna reach up and crawl on the ceilings uh towards oh, oh, that guy. Dalgish. And uh hopefully terrify him. I love it. As the spider comes at him upside down and then attacks. I'm gonna
0: you roll your attack rolls. I'm gonna roll a constitution save to see if he wets himself.
5: 18 versus AC.
0: Um that hits. And I rolled a 1 on the constitution sh- save. <laughs> so I'm actually going to say that he evacuates so violently that he causes himself harm and he takes a point of damage.
5: Well, he takes 7 damage from the bite and has to make a con saving throw against poison.
0: He also fails the con saving throw. Uh
5: you said 7 damage? Po poison. Uh yep and then Eight more poison damage.
0: Okay, after Doran, it is Luskin Commando's turn. And she, she stalks towards Max uh, and takes another big swing with her axe.
1: And misses. Yeah. Is Luskin Commando part of series one of uh, the new adventure uh, they wrote action figure line? Oh my god, it should be.
0: It should be. She's got like a couple, she's got a couple crossbow bolts in her.
1: Kung fu grip.
0: A bunch of kung fu grip and a bunch of, she comes with a bunch of broken bar furniture.
1: Now with table breaking action. (laughs) It's really important to have the appropriate accessories in those action figures.
0: That's right. That's absolutely right. Each action figure comes
3: with
1: a piece of one of the Waterdeep statues, like the big defender statues. I'm saying it now. We just got to get an artist to mock up uh, little action figures for everybody. Adventure they wrote and oh put them on God. cards. Oh, I can with see the it now. They, with like, the adventure they wrote logo on the background, right? You know, like a GI Joe. Yes, card exactly, exactly. A- yes, yeah, exactly. Like, like they do the packaging, right? And three, sweet, so right. a
0: three and a half inch standard, and then yeah. uh, Max, Gilly, and
1: Doran <laughs> all come in like yeah, yeah, right, one and right, a half, right. half inches. Right. <laughs> yeah, we're basically, <laughs> we're the, basically Yoda, Yoda size. Right, from we're basically the Jawa. Yeah, the Jawa size you can buy team short. Are you coming a three pack, a three pack. Yeah, that would be great. The three pack of the. Instead of yeah.
0: coming side by yeah. side, they all come like on great. each other's shoulders.
2: <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just others. just I'm just just throwing this out here. I think it's a good idea. Chris, your turn. All right. So, uh, well, I guess I'm going to go after Luskin Commando again. Uh, this time, uh, what I'm going to do is uh, wait. Luskin Commando or Odra again? Uh, actually, I'll go after Odra. You know what? You know what? Okay. You convinced me. Thank you. <laughs> no, I'm going go to go after her. So I'm going to go ahead and order. Uh, still, s- sort of inside that that uh, entangle. Um, I'm going to see if I can get. Let me. You know what? This time, I think I'm going to I'm going to stay in there with her because I I think that I stand a better chance of going toe to toe with her than some of the others. Um, so, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and, uh, bound off the bar, um, and I am gonna kind of leap at Odra, um, in the entangle, right, and this time I'm gonna actually stay in there, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bound away, uh, because I really wanna go ahead and see if I can draw some of her attention. Okay. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and, uh, you know, uh, uh, stab at her with my sword cane. And then we'll go ahead and uh, follow it up with a couple more uh, quick strikes. This will be my last key point. I'm spending. Okay. Uh, the The sword cane uh, strike is AC 19, which I believe is a hit. Yeah, that's a hit. Uh, it's going to be seven points of piercing damage there. Uh, the f- The first of my unarmed strikes. So this is going to be. Uh, this is just going to be sort of a hammer strike, uh, and I'm just going to bring it down on on the back of her knee. Um, that's gonna be a twenty-three. Yep. And that's gonna be four points of damage, four points of bludgeoning damage. And then the last uh, last one's just gonna be uh, just sort of uh, I'm just gonna take my knee and just kind of try to like uh, uh, kick up and uh, hit her in the shin with my knee. And uh, that one's gonna be AC sixteen. Hit. All right. And that is... Ooh, that's a good shin kick. That one's going to be seven points of bludgeoning damage. Of course, if for some odd reason I were to bring her to zero hit points, I would be knocking her unconscious.
0: Of course uh, she is not um, unconscious. She does look bloodied,
1: though. How about uh, tussling with me a little bit longer here, lady?
0: She seems primed to do that, and makes an attack against Great. you with her spear. And she's not, she she's not throw it throwing at it at you, <laughs> because she is standing toe-to-toe with you. Yeah, I know. She misses, <laughs> and then she makes a second attack with you, sort of like with the butt of the spear. You y- y- two... You're too high. You're too high. It's yeah, it is. She went she went way too high and then she spins it around again and tries to make a second attack with the back of it.
1: Look up down here.
0: <laughs> and that
1: hits. Oh. All right, you found your mark. You take 9 damage. All right, I take 9.
3: Does your Drunken Master powers give you any any sort of
1: <laughs> mitigation? <laughs> no. Not sadly, no. Um, I, I uh, just get the yeah, I get disengaged, so I don't get to dodge. Oh, right, right.
0: Um, Shifty goes, uh, he picks up a chair and he hurls it at, um, Edgar and Dalgish. Uh, they're still like relatively close together, and there's no one else kind of immediately around them except for Brad, so Brad might get hit by this chair. Um, But he just, yeah, he's not really aiming. He just throws it in that direction again. He hits someone. He hits Brad. Oh no! I knew it. (laughs) Brad, you take two damage. (laughs) Watch where you're hitting. (laughs) Uh, And now it is Celine's turn.
2: So, since for the daggers didn't work out very well for Celine, she's gonna go for her ray of frost. And she's just gonna blast Odra. Looks like I do need to roll for it. That's a 17. Yeah, that'll hit. And that is an 8. So she gets 8 frost damage directly blasted through her. And for my bonus action, I am going to cast Bardic Inspiration on Max. Very superstitious! Riding's on the knife.
0: Max says,
3: thank you.
2: You're welcome.
0: Uh, Max, it is your turn.
3: All right. Um, I've got Luskin Commando still up in my grill. Yes. And she's not looking so hot. She is not looking so hot. Max is going to reload his crossbow and look at her and say, it doesn't have to go down like this and see
0: if she says anything or if she backs down at all. She says something in Luskin that probably translates to I'm going to eat your face meat. Um,
3: so after all this is over and we've cleaned everything up, do you want to go get dinner? And then he's going uh, <laughs> to... He's going to go for like a, uh, you know, a non... I'm trying to go non-lethal. I don't want to actually kill anyone. Yep. Um, yep. Yep. Uh, 14 on the dice, so 19 to hit. Yeah, that'll do it. No, sneak attack, so 8 total damage. Uh,
0: as she slips into unconsciousness, you can just barely hear her say, My name is Bryn. But I don't talk very much because no one paid attention to me as I was a child. And then she goes, She's unconscious now.
3: As, as she is slipping into unconsciousness and she says that her name is Bryn, Max says, My name is Max. I think Bryn is a really pretty name. We should talk later because you are very strong and came after me very... Very well, and I I appreciate your dedication to your craft. (laughs) Now that I am no longer engaged in combat with her, I am going to um, slide back over into uh,
0: firing range of the other two. Egger and Dalish. Dalgish. And then that will be it for Max. Okay, got it. Um, So now it is Egger's turn, um, and he's going to make an attack... Uh, with his hand axes against the giant spider and he says while he's attacking he says Dalgish is my best friend since I moved to Waterdeep and he's scared of spiders so I'm coming to his defense because I value his friendship so highly (laughs) God (laughs) he hits with both attacks he can't roll damage very well though 11 damage Brett Countess your turn
4: the Countess is going to first use her bonus action to um, attack with the spiritual weapon. So the beautiful hairpin lashes out at Odra. That is a 24.
0: Yeah, that'll hit.
4: And that is a an 8. Okay. And that's force damage. And then she's going to, to further complicate everything for... For the attackers, she's going to uh, channel divinity Okay. and just say double the trouble. She's going to create an illusion of herself again, but this time it's going to be—it's going to look like Mons is sort of cowering in the back of of the um, of the bar by the back exit.
0: I love it, Cat. That's so good. <laughs> okay, Dalgish's turn. Dalgish uh, makes an attack against the spider. Uh, he is screaming his head off and he has soiled himself and he says I I hate spiders so much but I so value the friendship of my good pal Egger, who's come to my aid we met four years ago on the streets of Waterdeep when (laughs) we were both hired muscle for Grucken Axaft then a aspiring crime lord and now we've achieved heights we never expected back in that day (laughs) He misses with his first attack and he hits with his second. Oh. Seven damage. Oof, getting low. Yeah, he's got he's got uh, like a short sword and he swipes it across your little spider face. Ah, my spider face!
5: <laughs> Doran, your turn. So what Doran is gonna do. He's on the ceiling. He's got these two guys right in front of him. He's this big old spider. Yep. He's gonna he's gonna do a slick up. He's gonna use all his movement to dance back and forth without leaving the reach. To freak that guy out more and wave his arms. <laughs> Just being as spidery as possible. And making weird noises. Okay. <laughs> and then he's gonna reach down and bite Dalgish in the face. Okay. With a nine against AC.
0: That will miss. Chris, it is Gilly's turn.
1: All right, uh, so Gilly's gonna go ahead, and he's gonna continue to tangle with Odra. I'm just gonna do a quick jab toward her gut, which is obviously like almost like an uppercut for Gilly. And that's gonna hit AC 14. That's a miss. Oh no, she dodges out of the way of that one. And then uh, I bring uh, then I bring my uh, foot around and try to like uh, basically hit. Uh, Her Achilles' heel kind of stomped down on it. That is also going to miss with an 8 and 8 on the attack roll. So Gilly's just kind of like baffled. Hey, hey, just stop squirming around here. Yeah. This is a very delicate dance we have here, lady. He got overly confident.
0: Um, Odra makes a couple more attacks against you, Gilly. The first one is a hit. So you take 6 damage from the blade. And then another three cold damage.
1: Oh, that's not going to be good. As you feel sort
0: of like the northern winds biting into your flesh. She misses with her next attack.
1: Oh, it's so cold. Oh, man, it's just... It, 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 it feels like somebody left the box open. Um, yeah, Gilly's, Gilly's not doing well. Odra's looking pretty rough.
0: Odra Odor does not look good. Um so it is uh it is shifty's turn and this time he grabs like a full armful of plates and cutlery and just with one sort of like scooping motion hurls them at Egger Dalgish and Doran. He hits Egger for one damage. <laughs> Uh, Celine, back at the top with you.
2: Is anybody currently engaged with her still?
0: Odra, yeah, Gilly is. The Countess as well. Oh, yeah, that's right. She attacked with her hairpin.
2: If they both have her engaged, I'm actually gonna disengage and cast Healing Word on Gilly at my second level slot, because it gives him more healing. When I get that healing. You get 10 healing points back, Gilly. Ooh, that's
1: good. The tingling is how you know it's working.
2: <laughs> yeah, it added a little bit of frostiness
1: to it. Yeah, Gilly looks a lot better now.
2: Uh, Max, your
3: turn. Max is going to look at Odra and say, we don't need to do this. Like, call your boys off. And and let's just let this go. How does she respond?
0: Odra has been consumed with rage On top of finding out that her son killed her husband, she's been pummeled by tiny fists and feet (laughs) (laughs) and also stabbed with an enormous hairpin. So she is she is beyond reason at this point. She is not. And she's not she's not looking so hot. She's not Uh, looking. No, she doesn't look good at all. uh, Max is going to sigh resignedly
3: and he's going to lower his crossbow and aim for her leg. 13 on the dice. So 18 to hit. Yep, that'll hit. And I get sneak attack because she is engaged with Gilly and the Hairpin. The new band, Gilly and the Hairpin. (laughs) So that is uh, 6, 6, 3, and 3. So 18 total.
0: Odra falls unconscious. Uh... Let's
1: get out of here the the first the first single from uh, Gilly and the Hairpin is We're uh, Not Poking Around.
2: <laughs>
1: I thought it'd be an
5: ode to Odra.
3: Oh, oh, oh that's pretty good. That's that's the B side. Uh, that's good. It's B <laughs> side. Yep. Max is going to basically tell everyone, "Get the hell out of here," but. Uh, We'll see what happens with uh, Egger and Dalgrim.
0: Yeah, Egger sees Odra go down and uh, drops his weapons. He doesn't want any part of this.
3: Get out.
0: Um, So he and Dalgish go to move to the door. They basically, Dahlgish like kicks a pant leg to get as much out of his pants as he can. (laughs) And they run to the door, and as they open it, <laughs> Croc is standing there, waiting to come in. Ah, oh, our buddy, take your friend with you, and
3: he's going to point at Bryn. Make sure that she heals up. And I want her number. <laughs> Card in the
0: in the pocket.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, they so they grab Bryn and they sort of squeeze out around the side of of um, Croc as Croc comes in. And he looks around and he tries to whistle, but he's a turtle, so he can't. So it just comes out like. Some mess in here. Uh,
4: yeah. So, um, yeah, it is. As soon as Croc, as soon as the Countess sees like the first sign of Croc, she drops all the illusions and just like casually saunters over to the bar and sits daintily um, and picks up a glass and holds it up with her pinky.
5: When Croc comes in, Doran will like kind of sheepishly return back to the ground and look as sheepish as a spider can and sit there.
0: <laughs> While in spider form?
1: Yeah.
5: Spider
0: sheep.
1: Is is Odra's unconscious form right next to Gilly? Yes. Gilly just kind of like nudges her like underneath like a table. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, Croc, what's going on? <laughs>
2: I just have to tell everybody. I was kind of excited to like headbutt Odra to knock her out with my horns. Aww. I was like actually kind of waiting for that, but I really wanted to heal Gilly.
5: <laughs> oh, that would have been so cool. Um, Gilly, uh, uh,
0: Croc one hundred percent sees you nudging this character. He he gives you the he gives you cop eye.
1: Yeah, that's the whole point.
0: Um, and he uh, so he looks at Max. He says, uh, Max, what is what's all this about? Well, uh, we solved the, (laughs) we solved
3: the mystery. Uh, and he says it kind of, you know, with a little bit of remorse and a little bit of regret because it kind of sucks the way that things turned out. And, uh, uh, Max kind of gives him the reader's digest version, the cliff notes of what happened and why Odra came in, uh, in force
0: to find Mons, and that we were just trying to keep him alive. Croc listens along, and he oozes and oozes in all the right places, <laughs> like a good turtle does. Uh, he waits for you to finish. Yep, and he says, uh, he "says Boy, it sounds like you got that young man out of some deep trouble." Yeah. So he says he says that he does say it because we need to include the name of the adventure in the, the podcast somewhere.
1: <laughs> yep. 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 <laughs>
0: and then he says, uh, you know, I don't know how this all shakes out on my end. Sounds like sounds like everyone got the short end of the stick. Is there any sort of
3: um, protection you can give for the boy?
0: He he moles it and he says, yeah, we can. We can relocate the young man. Put him somewhere where Odra won't find him. Um,
3: Max will grab the bag of gold that she had brought as our payment, and he's going to look at the countess and think back to the words that she said into his head using her message cantrip, and he is going to hand it to Croc and say, "If uh, if this will help, then." Uh, you know we don't we don't need it and I don't think that she needs it either
0: so Max you can see something change in Croc like the way that he's looking at you like the doubt that he's had about Max is gone and he just he nods his head and he says you said he's at your offices
3: uh that's where we told him to go We don't know if he's made it there yet or
0: not. Well, then uh, I'll collect him and I'll get him somewhere safe. What do we do about um, our crime lord here? He says, well, the last I heard, she was still planning on sailing with that fleet. I think I can convince her that that's the best course of action.
1: All right. Pirates they be. Croc nods and he leaves. Gilly will jump jump over on the other side of the bar and and say, Hey, so uh, what's everyone having? Let me set you up. Doran will turn back to a gnome.
2: Celine will sit down next to Doran and wrap her tail around him. Whiskey for me.
5: (laughs) So predictable. Max
3: will sit down and say, Yeah, I'll join Celine in the whiskey, please.
1: (laughs) Of course.
4: Something sparkly for me.
1: Uh, I think I got something up here in the shelf Let me look around
4: Water for me What about yourself, Gilly?
1: Well, you know, I'm gonna look around And see if there's any kind of good ale here It's the Jade Dancer Of course there's gonna be good ale So I'll go ahead and I'll I'll pour everybody uh, a drink So as you're
0: all sitting at the bar drinking Kind of reflecting on everything that's brought you here You can hear something of a commotion Happening right outside the door uh, and the guards are, are trying to keep someone out. Countess, you hear something like kind of a familiar voice say, you don't understand. I heard she's here. I just need to speak with her. And then Panana pushes her way like through the legs of a couple guards. And she says, Countess, I need your help. And that's where we will end the first season of Adventure They Wrote. What? does this mean and what will we be
3: getting up to next hello there I am Jason your producer aka max the goblin detective and uh, this has been it this is the final episode of the deep trouble arc and uh, I would just like to say thank you to everyone who has been listening and who has been following along and playing along with us on Twitter and all the social media and following us on Instagram and all the different places thank you thank you thank you so much it has been so fun putting this together and doing this and playing this game that we all really love and getting to share it with everyone. So, thank you so much for listening. And once again, uh as I do every week, I want to say thank you to Tim from Tabletop Audio, tabletopaudio.com. He graciously allows us to use all of his music and sound effects For nothing, really. If you have a gaming night or a tabletop gaming session that you think could be augmented and made better by music and sound effects, check out TabletopAudio.com. You can use everything there for free. And if you would like to chip in, Tim has a Patreon. I'm a subscriber. The podcast itself is a subscriber. And uh, it's pretty great because Patreon subscribers get alternate tracks of all the different music and sound effects. It's pretty cool. Check it out. TabletopAudio.com. Uh, Once again, from myself and from the entire cast and crew of Adventure They Wrote, thank you so much for playing along. There is more. We do have session zero, which is where we uh, came up with our character concepts and figured out how the detective agency came together at first. It's a pretty fun session. We were all sitting at the same table, except for Brad, who is in Minnesota. So we're going to work on getting that put together and listenable. We also have a couple more short rests. We have some really cool interviews. And then once we get started with season two, we will let you know. So again, like I say every week, thank you so much for listening. And stay tuned next season for more mystery.